Hi there, it's Charles from the future. Uh, just as an FYI, the LEGO Star Wars Summer Vacation Special, which is the topic of today's episode, has been out for a couple of weeks, but I am going to throw a spoiler warning on here up front real fast to let you know that, yeah, we do actually talk about details of, like, the ending and stuff that happens in it. So if you haven't watched it yet, you really, really should. It is very good and funny. Go watch it and come back. There is also a discussion in this episode about when we put spoiler warnings in front of a piece of Star Wars content and when we don't. Worth listening to, but the TLDR is don't expect to hear these in front of like the Andor episode reviews that we're going to be doing. But I felt obligated to put one here because I think a lot of people slept on summer vacation and they really should go watch it. So go watch it. Come back and listen to our episode. Uh, you're going to have a great time with both. Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and I am here to deliver a warning to Bradley. His eyebrows, like, flitted up immediately and his eyes widened. Uh, The warning, Bradley, is that uh, I have learned through the grapevine that apparently... They're going to be announcing new stuff about Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga coming up in September. Uh, so oh, okay. I just need to warn you that if if they announce expansions for this game, which I, I doubt they will, but yeah. if they do, Bradley, it's, it's going to impact our recording schedule uh, because what? I will disappear for the length of time it takes me to play this expansion. What what else could they possibly add to this game? that I, they, I don't even play the game and I vaguely know about it. And I know that almost every character that ever existed in Star Wars is on there. So what else could they possibly add besides Rebels and Resistance? Well, if they weren't going to add character packs, which I have a feeling the announcement is just going to be more character packs because that's, that's all the DLC they did. But, you know, they could do Clone Wars. They could do Rebels. There's character packs for Solo and Rogue One, but we don't have the planets. So they could add, like, other planets, which is what I'm hoping they do. They could add Corellia. They could add Scarif. They could add Jedha. That would be great. They could add a High Republic character pack and let me play as Avar Chris uh, and slice apart Emperor Palpatine. That they would... Could, that... I was going to say they could add something more lego themed so like what what's the uh the old lego star wars movies are you talking about the characters like characters there's already a classic characters pack oh i mean there's already a classic characters pack uh, you can know what's it called it's called like the the maker adventures free maker adventures yeah we're going to talk about that today actually okay i was gonna say they could add those characters maybe yeah so lego like it's weird because they did was it clone something they did like a clone yoda adventures the yoda adventures or whatever was what they did uh and then when they made freemaker adventures like some of the same characters came back and we'll talk about this in relation to one of the characters in the the summer vacation which spoiler is our topic today Um, speaking of legos (laughs) legos almost got like its own separate cinematic universe going on well i read a good example of that is like or a good explanation is that the settings and the characters are quote unquote canon to an extent but like the details of what's happening are not canon so like obviously you know you don't have bb8 putting a cucumber you mask read, on you, you read know this I mean? you read this somewhere bradley you read do you want to know where you read it where did i read it 
you didn't read it. You heard me say it on the last Lego Star Wars special and also in the holiday special because that is a quote from the developers of the Freemaker Adventures who said uh, okay. that to imagine the broad events as having happened that this being a kid's recreation of them with his Lego toys. or Good it, example, uh, yeah. You heard me say it, you motherfucker. Did you say that? Oh. I did. I did. I probably well, said it. I don't well, know. I'm credit go where no credit check. is not due. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and check because, like, <laughs> who am I? An actual, like, podcasting professional. Right. Today, yes, we are going to be discussing the Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation special that premiered on Disney Plus a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we are a little late to the party, but that's fine. That's because we're enjoying our summer vacation. We are enjoying our summer vacation. You may have noticed there was no episode last week. It was definitely because Bradley and I are enjoying our summer vacation that's and not right. because both of us are so busy we could not find the time to record this episode. Right. We were definitely def- on like a, a cruise or something. We, uh, we, we were weren't. definitely on a cruise. I was sitting on a beach in like <laughs> on, on the Caribbean. So, yeah, on Scarif. I was at a Scarif beach party. Yep. Uh, I was enjoying way too many fizzy tauntauns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley was doing doing the limbo. Yep. And failing at it miserably with a lightsaber. So that definitely is what happened. And it's not that we're too stressed out and busy to do an right. episode last not. week. But we are here now to do Lego Summer Vacation. Uh, it's real short. It's like 45 minutes. I I always forget how short these things are. You know, it's funny. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, oh, it, it's over. I was like, oh, that was quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, I haven't remembered terrifying tales or the christmas special in a long time but is it the same format are they keeping the same format? is there like story like terrifying new stories each time? tales was the same format where there was a framing device and then there right. was the mini stories which really harken back to like the days of all the way back to shit i can't remember the name of it it was one of the first quote-unquote lego movies ever made this was around two 2005 I want to say 2006 when the uh, Lego was pushing movies pretty hard because they were doing the Steven Spielberg movie maker kit which I owned and was fucking amazing Uh, but they did like a Lego like movie where it was only like five minutes long and it was like everybody chasing each other through Cloud City trying to get Han Solo in Carbonite it was very funny Hmm. and these are almost like a continuation of that like Lego's been doing shorts for like 20 years like that's that's just so these are a lot of those Lego shorts like seg with a frame story around Um, I thought it was weird too because the theme of this one was that Finn was uh, encountering three force ghosts or whatever throughout the entire trip. And I was like, isn't this like a Christmas story? Like three, you know, I didn't even realize ghosts. that. Right. I, I was like, wait a minute, why didn't they do that for the Christmas special? I didn't even realize that they did it that way. That it's like, well, the Christmas special was like some weird time bending, time melting thing. And yeah. We can't take that one too seriously. No, that's true. But this one was, it very much felt like a Christmas story. It was like, the past, the present, the future, you know what I mean? Like kind of esque, like it was close enough to be that same kind of story to teach Finn a lesson, you know? Yeah. The ghosts appear. <laughs> Look, ghosts, ghosts need a summer vacation too, right? That's when we meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's literally like him and Anakin are like on vacation. And then Leia shows up in like her white gown and is like, no, I'm the only one who came prepared to do my job. We're going to just spoil the events of this 
I, I'm sure I pre-recorded a spoiler tag right up front because I always think that I'm going to do it. And then I message Bradley like the night before because I'm listening back to the episode to make sure right. there's nothing that didn't need to be cut. And I'm like, shit, Bradley, hey, check the drive real fast. I threw in an intro that's like, hey, fucking spoilers for the movie or whatever. I just casually dropped the end of the book into conversation. Right. I mean, Whoops. people should, I, I feel like if you are seeing Star Wars content or things on YouTube or things on TikTok, you should like, spoilers should just be like an obvious thing. Like you should just be like, go in with the idea that you will be spoiled if you watch this. So maybe like, hold off. If, if it's been out for a certain period of time, which I, I feel like. We can get enough time. Eh, we're on the fence. I'll probably put a spoiler tag at the beginning of this episode, but something I, like Andor episode one, when we cover, if you click on Andor episode one review, I feel like, and the right. review is two hours long, which I'm <laughs> sure it's going to be. I feel like you should probably expect that we're going to spoil the entire episode while talking about it. Like, right. Or if you click on like a YouTube video about the rise of Skywalker, it's, it's going to tell you the ending of rise of Skywalker three years later. Has it really been three years since Rise of Skywalker? Feels like it was the 90s, you know? Like, I don't even remember it. It was so long ago. And that was right before you and I started the podcast, too. Yeah. Or no, it was uh, about a year before. Feels like forever. Feels like feels like forever ago. I'm sure there'll be a spoiler tag at the beginning of this. Spoilers for the stupid little fun Lego thing that's 45 <laughs> minutes. Go watch it. Uh, Bradley, what did you think overall of Summer Vacation? Ooh, in my ranking of lego specials for star wars uh if you add in uh the christmas holiday or the holiday special the terrifying tales i think this one ranks summer vacation ranks probably third you're putting it at third yeah out of the three i think i think the christmas or I keep saying christmas sorry christianity has has a lock on my subconscious because of you know you trauma. grew up in this look you grew right. up in the south i i also grew i i have to deal with the same thing trust me right <laughs> we're I'm not like, doing I, it intentionally audience we know it's the holiday special yeah sorry i keep saying that we're, we're doing the our best holiday here. special <laughs> the life day we special. both have religious drama <laughs> right the life day special is probably the best one out of just all three of them, just based on, I, I don't know, plot. I, I really, it's hard to say that word on these things, plot. but um, yeah. There is a plot to that one. Right. It has a little bit more of a story plot. The rest of them are kind of more like little mini stories that are kind of interwoven together. So they're kind of like a fun, re, you know, little thing. But I think Terrifying Tales was really funny. So I like that one second. But then this one third, only because, I don't know. I, it was just kind of meh to me. This, I think, you know, this wasn't as strong. See, I, I have like a completely different ranking. Oh. I actually put the holiday special at, at number three. Whoa. Okay. I thought it was great. It was amazing, but they still were kind of figuring out the formula. And I think the formula of jumping back to tell stories, like with the framing device has worked for them so much better than just let's put Ray in attack of the clones. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Instead I, of having like someone time more. travel every episode, every single time, it's right. better to just have someone tell a story. Yeah. Tell 
tell a story and it's a very like i love the formula because it's very like it's it's a great thing for kids it's a great framing it's a great way to present stories to kids if you present a story in a context of another story they sort of get a chance to talk about the moral lesson of the story which i think is very very cool i actually put this at number two and the reason it didn't get number one despite the stuff in the frame story that we'll talk about at the end is that I thought it was a little, I, I didn't like the camp as much. And I will admit that this is because I'm a 31 year old man hmm. who this is very much not intended for. But I actually liked Terrifying Tales' camp more than the summer vacation camp. The summer vacation camp was very colorful and fun. And I'm like, I kind of like the spooky more, which is ironic because I'm about to blow a bunch of homosexuals' minds. Halloween is one of my least favorite holidays of the year. Well, that's that. That's just a that wrong is the opinion. most controversial <laughs> statement I have made on this show. I don't like <laughs> Halloween that much. Right. Which, but I do like scary, like spooky stories. So I'm putting this one at a solid number two. But this is also like ranking like different types of ice cream or like different types of like sexual positions. Like Mm -hmm. they're all good. None of these are things that I disliked. Right, right, right. This is entirely down to personal taste. And also, I just realized something each Lego special focuses on a main character of the sequels yeah so the first this is one the was unofficial Rey. sequel sequel trilogy yeah because the first one was ray the second one was poe and now this one is finn yep I, and, I and when is, to uh shout out our friends at, at rupalp's pod race uh when is rose getting her arbor day special uh, well you know what i was just about to say that i think she'll get the next special whatever that may be she should um what what haven't they done yet uh saint patrick's day valentine's day uh keep giving black friday marie tran (laughs) checks disney you owe her you You think they'll owe her for not standing by her after the last jedi and letting her take all of that fucking shitty online awful racist sexist abuse keep writing her checks just get her into the studio for one day let her record her lines and cut her a huge check just keep doing it disney you owe her so i'm thinking she'll get like a thanksgiving day special though there we go there you go i think that's the next like major one that way they don't have to do another christmas one they can just be like it's just another holiday thing but it's not really christmas it's thanksgiving or something like i don't know they'll do something like that just pick something pick excuses to give her money that's what i'm saying yeah i'd like Uh, to see that one we should we should talk about the voice cast real fast uh it's a lot of mainstays for people who've just voiced characters in animated star wars of course d bradley baker is here uh of course helen sadler's back as ray of course james arnold taylor and matt lanter are here as obi-wan kenobi and uh Anakin Skywalker. Yes, that is Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. There was some question about that, uh, but not as Darth Vader. That's Matt Sloan. Matthew Woods here. Trevor Duvall's here. It's 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 all the same people. Kelly Marie Tran is back as Rose Tico again. We'd love to see that. Uh, and of course, that is Billy D. Williams voicing uh, Lando, Lando Calrissian. Mm-hmm. There's two voice actors in this that I particularly want to discuss. So one of them is the voice of, I keep forgetting her first name, Colvett Valeria. Yes. And the voice of this character is a woman named Yvette Nicole Brown. Mm-hmm. Yvette Nicole Brown has previously voiced this character on the Freemaker Adventures. So oh. this 
this is part of the broad Lego, uh, their own cinematic universe that they have, the superior, better cinematic universe. (laughs) Well, it was funny because she hosted the Lego panel that I was at. Uh, I was sitting next to Brian and Chase from Pink Mill. Uh, We were watching the panel. She was the panel moderator. And she kept being like, this was obviously very staged, but it was very endearing. She was like, when are you going to bring Lieutenant Valeria back? When are you going to bring Lieutenant Valeria back? When are you going to bring Lieutenant Valeria back? And finally, the panelists were like, well, we have an image and an announcement. And they popped up the thing on the screen and it was Lieutenant Valeria. And she was like, oh, I am returning as Lieutenant Valeria for summer vacation. That's Um, so cool. She has been in quite a few things in addition to just being an absolute banger of a host for some of the celebration panels. Panels. Mm-hmm. Just scrolling through, um, she's in she's in a couple episodes of Family Guy. Yeah. She's in Muppets Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. in 2021, which I, I think, let's see if she was in a Marvel thing. She was. She was? That yep, gives she her has Disney our Disney trifecta. Tri- a Disney voice trifecta. She also has a physical Disney trifecta as well. How? Because she was in the live action Lady and the Tramp movie. Okay. Um, as uh, Aunt Sarah. She's the one with the cat. And then she also was in Avengers Endgame as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's missing a lot live action star wars okay well then she i still she's count close. lego she's she very close. very very close i still count it because you know she has the voice one but at least you know that she has we'll we'll give her we'll give her like 80 percent of a trifecta but we'll, we'll go higher we'll give her a 90 percent because she's been in the three animated and the two she might be our first person to ever complete a double disney trifecta besides uh ming right because we know Ming. Ming. Oh, yeah. Because Ming's done both. Ming's. She's has the only Ming, one who's done both. Has Ming been the voice of? Hold on, Ming. Well, she was no. the voice of Mulan in Wreck It Ralph. When? She was the voice of Fennec Shand, and then she was the uh, voice of some character in Guardians of the Galaxy animated series in Marvel. Oh, yep. So Ming Na Wen already has the double Disney yeah. trifecta. As She's the only answer. one. She is a yeah. queen. But I bet Nicole <laughs> Brown is one Close. live action. If she can get a cameo, Disney, if you're listening, put Yvette Nicole Brown in the background of something. Right. Or just make put her. her in the character. background of one shot in Andor and that will give her the Disney double Disney trifecta. Could she just not be this character? Colvette Valeria? She could. You know what? She absolutely should. There you go. And what yeah. era is Colvette in? Like she's in the... Uh, she's in the, the Rebellion era. She's in the Freemaker okay. Adventures. So she could theoretically, could she show up theoretically in Andor as this character? It's a little early. Okay. Uh, but she could show up toward the end of Andor. She could show up to the end of season two. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm still holding hope for that then. That's my I mean, prediction. I mean, look, Freemaker Adventures is canon-ish. Yeah. Like, the Freemakers themselves, Rowan Freemaker, we know for sure is canon. Roger, we know for sure is canon. Um, I wanted to call them, I wanted to call Grabala Garbanzo that. <laughs> like, it, it hit my brain. I was like, Garbanzo that? That's not right. I don't know if that one worked. That's not right. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown's also been in Bojack Horseman. It's also been in Community. Uh, her... Her IMDb page is a fucking mile long. Yeah, she's um, been a lot. She's done a lot of lot of small parts in a lot of shows. Uh, the other contributor that I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. uh, playing a character named Vic Vanko, okay, uh, is a gentleman by the name of you. You've probably never heard of him, Bradley. Uh, by the gentleman by the name of Weird Al Yankovic. Yankovic. Doesn't, Weird doesn't, Al Yankovic. Doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> 
I, I mean, I, I'm sure it it probably shouldn't. Oh, um, no, definitely not. He's definitely a very not my era. obscure, minor, minor uh, <laughs> singer from and songwriter from from my particular era. Um, no, you, I kid. You, you know who fucking Weird Al is. Of course, you, you've heard um, a Weird Al, Weird Al song before. Weird Al is interesting because he's been baked into the DNA of of Star Wars culture since Phantom Menace. Again, shouting at our friends at Rupal's Padres. There's a very excellent episode that they did on Star Wars parody song, uh, to which Claudia, who has been on Gold Squadron before, she was our Thrawn guest, uh, mm-hmm. explains to her two co-hosts uh, who are around 21, 22, about the song The Saga Begins and the story behind that. And as she explains it and comes to the realization that the song is older than the two people she's talking to, I died a little bit inside and considered my entire life and my choices. However, Weird Al has been a big sort of part of Star Wars fan sphere for a very, very long time. And he's also right. well known for his parody songs. Uh, you've heard them. Yep. You don't need them. So he he actually uh, appears in this and performs uh, the Scarif Beach Party, which I was a little disappointed in. It was good. It was a bop. Uh, however, I was expecting like a parody song from him and I didn't get that. So little disappointed on that, but it was good to see him recognized for his right. contributions to Star Wars. All righty. Well, we'll just, we'll run through the, the the four stories. Well, rather the three stories in the framing device real quick. Our first story, Bradley, which is the one about the Lieutenant Valeria teaming up with Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, to break into Jabba the Hutt's birthday party featuring the absolute banger Gamorrean girls. Uh, uh, what did you think of this segment? <laughs> First of all, where were the Gamorrean girls? I needed them to show they up. They were there, right? Bradley. Can can you not tell the difference between <laughs> Gamorrean? Can you not tell the difference between Gamorreans? I guess not. Okay. Well, after we enroll Bradley in Gamorrean sensitivity training, <laughs> it's weird. We have never seen a canon Gamorrean girl before. Yeah. Th- there's that a whole song about weird. them, but where there's are a they? song about them, but I don't think we've ever where seen one. You know what? The reason why we haven't seen one is because they're like obviously uh, sexist because they just wear bikinis and they don't wear anything else. Obviously, yeah, they're like... they're mercifully keeping them <laughs> off screen for us. <laughs> they're they're really bad parodies of like just or they're only or a girl alternatively, they're, they're keeping the Gamorrean girls off screen because they're like actually like super normal looking right. and would damage the Gamorrean brand. Oh my god! Hold on, let me see. I know. That that Gamorian like Gamorian females exist right the question of have we seen them I don't think we've ever canonically seen one I think we saw them in legends I mean it would be interesting if maybe you know maybe Boba Fett season two maybe you know he tries yeah to let's get some like equal opportunity of... Gamorians yeah in here. like maybe he there's hires no reason look there's no reason that Gamorian women can't be like fighters as well right let's let's get some badass like Gamorian ladies with dual battle vibro axes let's get some fucking like lady barbarians up in here I love it when fantasy does that i just thought of something hilarious okay so what? if you've ever if people out there if you've ever watched rick and morty there's an episode of rick and morty where morty fucks a robot and it has a baby with him or whatever and the species um that it, it is the alien species that it is the males are dumb and submissive to the female species which are super smart and beautiful and towering amazonian women right and so oh my god the gamorians are matriarchal i yes, love that that's exactly what it is they only 
only live on their planet and they're like they're separating themselves from the very like terrible awful male species and they have their own separate utopia of just women and then it's like in this golden city that's where they hey bradley <laughs> hey bradley what i quote directly from the wikipedia canon article on gamorian oh no gamorians had a clan-based society each clan was ruled by a female leader the clan matron and a male leader the warlord i'm dead so they are not they are not matriarchal but they are joint rule okay but what uh, I, I just need to know what they Gamorians, look like, at least according to this are called sows uh, uh in Gamorian society they are they will farm and they will hunt uh oh nope although the sows farmed and hunted while boars wage wars the Gamorian society was in fact a matriarchy indeed a warlord held his position by way of marriage to a matron rather than force although matrons did make selections based on boars combat skills uh yeah so you were 100% right actually I love it Gamorian society is a matriarchy and that's why we never see them because they would never demean themselves to go out and do guard duty for Jabba the Hutt so then we need to go to the planet of Gamorian or whatever it's called um and then we need to see them we need to see what they they are like uh it's the planet of Gamor in the outer realm territories uh it has has only been mentioned okay maybe maybe we meet I was gonna say maybe we meet like a female Gamorian bounty hunter and she's like she wants to join Boba's team or something like that you know maybe that's that arc and somehow she speaks English I don't know I mean sometimes our basic not a Valance team up with a Gamor a, a Gamorian matron oh this I feel is like opened, it would be really this funny. has opened up such this one stupid song this about one song. popping okay, on the dance floor <laughs> has opened up this extended discussion on like on Gamorian culture on Gamorian culture uh yeah there's your fun fact for the day uh Gamorians are a matriarchy right um and that is your fun fact for the day loves it the the other thing I wanted to like briefly discuss was Lieutenant Valeria love the fact that they just casually can bring in like Freemaker characters because they don't take it that seriously why is she here does it matter it doesn't matter she's here because it's a rebellion era story and we love Yvette Nicole Brown so love I that. like her yeah I like it I think she's a cool character I for a second though because I don't know the Lego Star Wars you know Freemaker stuff like I never watched that stuff so when I saw her I was like oh is she like supposed to be Lando's you know whatever girlfriend if you want to call her that like to create uh the character of Janna like I thought that possibly this was Janna's mom or something like I didn't know anything about it so I was like we oh, still do don't, well we still don't know anything about Janna's mom okay so it's okay. it's not impossible that it's her that it's her possibly maybe or no Janna's it just registered to me what you said I was I was reading something uh, Jenna's not Lando's daughter. She's not? I thought that was like implied no. heavily. Uh, she is not. She is not Lando. At least nowhere is it explicitly stated. I thought she was too in, at the end of the film, but yeah, no. Yeah, I thought they were like implying not. heavily. I, they were implying that the two of them were going to go off and try to find like Lando's daughter and her family, but like, right. nope. Oh, I but, thought that was the whole twist was that like, he was like, nope. oh, we should go find be a very family. obvious. It would be a very obvious and frankly, in my opinion, it would have been a really shitty twist to do that yeah it would have been like oh you introduced obviously she's like his daughter because they're some of the only like black people in the cast that would have been really shitty to do. i'm glad they were separate characters i mean i would just wouldn't put it past them i just, just I, oh 100 <laughs> i wouldn't pass to put it past them to do right. that. like i don't know that would have squished me out a little bit i would have been like uh that's like it it, it would have been a kind of a yikes choice there chief uh, but i do love valeria in this uh 
really, really fast moving on because we have been at this for 30 minutes and we're coming up on the length of the actual episode. What'd you think of the second section with, with Vader and Palpatine? Um, it was kind of boring. I, I mean, I like the character of Palpatine. I like that really hilarious, you know, like version of him, very robot chicken-esque version of him. Um, oh yeah, and... no, Palpatine is easily the best part of any of these that he's in. Oh, no, for sure. I 100%. Just, I didn't care for the story or like, it was just kind of like, no one knows who they are until their hat comes off like you know kind of bullshit like I was like okay and then I did like though the framing of Anakin telling the story being like I knew this guy who was really evil one time who also took a vacation and I was like okay Anakin like uh, I it was fine yeah this is my it least favorite fine. of the three stories yeah it was fine it was fun Palpatine was fun Scarif Beach Party is still a bop like I'll <laughs> give it that it's it's a bop right uh, there wasn't like a lot of meat to this one it was mainly like oh it's Vader and the Emperor and they cheat their way to winning but then everyone gets participation trophies which participation trophies are not a thing well they are a thing but they're a thing that does not exist because of the kids it exists because parents couldn't handle their kid losing so third story uh, which is <laughs> much better is yes, the, the, the Ben Organa Solo story. Ewok resort story uh, with our flamboyant gay caricature of Wick who apparently is from the Freemaker Adventures but I don't remember him at all. Really? I, I was surprised you didn't bring him up in the voice casting because he's such a prolific actor. Who is it? Uh, his name is Thomas Lennon. He's from Reno 911. Um, he's from, I mean, just a lot of stuff. Like, uh, he was in that movie 17 again with Zac Efron. And then he was like, uh, just lots of stuff. He's hilarious. I Because well, I was recently watching Reno 911 the other day. And because uh, I love rewatching that show. It's so fucking funny. But yeah, he's a hilarious actor. And that, and he does the stereotypical I mean, the, gay the voice part, all the time. The part is know? hilarious. I... Yeah. I, I understand why they maybe didn't want to do this, but he does have a daughter and he is running a bed and breakfast. It is very heavily implied this man is not straight, but right. because it isn't like confirmed even in a throwaway dialogue line, it felt a lot like a caricature to me. And that made me mildly uncomfortable, even though I enjoyed the character and I thought it was well acted. Okay. I thought they were sort of falling back on some of the tropes. Like owning a bed and breakfast is a big like signal for this character is gay. In the recent Sandman, we see a gay character owning a bed and breakfast. So like that's that's a thing. That's been a trope in media for a very long time. I guess he owns a campground. I don't know. I was mixed on this character. What did you think of the short, Bradley? Um, This short was more interesting to me than the other two only because it does delve into the family unit of Organa Solo, um, which we never really got to. Well, one, we never, it's not never got to see we never saw it uh in the sequel trilogy we just they just told us that they had a kid together and then something happens to where solo's like oh i gotta get out of here because i don't like to stay with my family just like my well, friend Chewbacca, you know so, so. What, what they say happens is they send the kid to train with luke right when he starts when he gets to the age where he can train and stuff happens ben goes to the dark side they think that ben like turns to the dark side and destroys the school that's not quite what happens rise of kylo Ren is a bit of a controversial comic because it does walk this back a bit. Mm-hmm. But as far as they are concerned, what happened is Ben went dark side. And because of that, sort of the trauma of that made Han regress back to his smuggler days and separated from his wife, who he remained married to. Uh, and then Luke like fucked off to an island somewhere. Right. I don't know. I just like, I like young Ben. I think it's funny. This is a point that we don't, because we've seen him in, when we see him in Rise of Kylo Ren, he's already 
already training. Mm -hmm. And at least canonically, I don't think we see him with his family when he's not a very young child. He's a very young child in Lost Stars. Shout out Lost Stars by Daniel Jose Older. But we don't get to see a lot of like him as like a a older child or preteen and his interactions with his family. And this was a really fun, which, you know, even ends with him going off to train with Luke. And the Lego short is basically like, no, Han and Leia were good parents, actually. Fuck you. And you're assuming they weren't because he turned to the dark side. Yeah. I And I also, the the questionable storyline of the Ewoks made me, uh, it, it was giving me like the white man comes in and builds a resort on the natives lands vibe. Like, and I was like, what is going on here? And then at the end, they were like, oh, he can just work for me or work for like the Ewoks can work at my resort. And I was like, oh, I don't and like And the Ewoks this. are like, no, actually we co-own the resort. Right. Actually, and our name is first on the billing. On the billing, right. I'm not sure I'll go so far as to say Lego Summer Vacation said land back because it didn't. Uh, It definitely tacitly like endorses the Wick coming in. But you're right. I did did like that Wick's whole thing was like, let me bring some famous people to endorse my resort so these annoying natives will stop bothering me about my, their land that I'm taking. And then they show up and it's like, oh no, we're like friends with the inha- the local inhabitants of the planet, actually, and we're gonna take their side because they're correct. Right. Uh, and you're a jackass. I did love that. Yeah, I like how Leia's like, oh, I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. Uh... <laughs> it's like, um, this seems a little imperialist to me. Right, it's a little questionable, but a little I... little colonizing going on here. Right, it worked out though. I mean, it did it did work out at the end of the special. Uh, which, speaking of, of the end of the special, you want to talk about the framing device a little bit, uh, which is Finn trying to have a vacation with his friends, Poe, like, trying to fit all of the activities in, Rose and Chewbacca trying to escape Poe, and uh, Ray, my personal icon, completely fucking off to fall asleep with a book on the beach. Like, absolutely, yes, slay. <laughs> so valid for that uh what did you think of the frame story um i like you like we said earlier i think it works because it's a it's it's better than time travel right the time travel gimmick you can't use every time from the holiday special that worked one time and the terrifying tales really demonstrated how strong a here's our three stories and then the climax of the frame story and then we're done right exactly it definitely works way better in this story what i do find interesting about this one is like you said it's not canon but it the events are canon but like the details are not i find it interesting that they're these lego star wars shorts are trying to give us like here's what the sequel trilogy continuation was kind of like it literally ends with here is what all the characters are going off to right which and i'm like um, i love some of the stories interesting interesting no i love what they have them all doing yeah and i have also loved and this is this is a personal thing of mine i have also loved that all three of the well really the first and and third one more so but it's it's prevalent through all three that rose has been treated as a member of the team the entire time which i have really liked because she got super shafted in rise of skywalker which was bullshit now i am wondering where is Jana? that's what i was wondering why is she not here too that's what i was wondering the whole time because i was like if finn's story like he said is that he's gonna go out and find people like him that's what he said at the end of the skywalker sensitive people which also the the leg 
Lego sequels said, uh, no, Finn is a Jedi, actually. Fuck you, Rise of Skywalker script. <laughs> we are making so, it explicitly clear that Finn is a Jedi. We're not just putting one scene at the end of the movie. Right. I No, I like it. Um, and I think that I like the idea of that. I just don't know where Janet is. Like, if she's so important, you know, to that storyline that they set up in Skywalker, they could have easily just added her in here as a side character and just been like, she's we here. We could even just, like, know. see her, like, yeah, she's off on With her, the group, like, right. Quest to find where she comes from and all of that at the end of Rise of Skywalker, but also like you could just see her in the background. She could be on Scarif. She needs a vacation right. too, guys. Like, where right. is Jenna? Why is she not here? Right. And uh, and if you wanted to even take it a step further, maybe she was in the hollow vid with Lando being like, oh, we're like partners now. That would have been like so easy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so it would have been so easy just to add her in. But, but anyway. you're really grudging Jenna have to do this as part of like we need money for our travel <laughs> that would have been very funny uh i uh, i think she appears in at least one of the others but i can't remember which one i think it might have been the holidays no is she i might be thinking one? no i think i'm thinking lego star wars the skywalker saga she obviously appears in that Ugh. all right yeah i definitely wanted to i fucking love this is my my last thing besides the sequel thing which i love there's two elements of this frame story that i absolutely love mm. the first is the entire thing with poe where he's planned the vacation down to the minute because Bradley you've been on plenty of trips with groups of people uh is there not always at least one person in the group that's like this I I okay so here's my thing about this there's two problems I have with this one is that this is too accurate um <laughs> the second is that why is Poe the actual gay of the group though like why is that real because they're now canonizing him as gay because of this exact fact that he is the planner of the whole entire thing I I I don't want to be like Poe is gay because I have decided he is right uh, which is a perfectly valid way to approach things (laughs) however I feel like Poe is the relentless obsessive with planning things Mm -hmm. as established Poe not only is gay but definitely as a bottom or at least a verse bottom oh my god no we've (laughs) talked about this I think we've talked about how in Rise of Skywalker they were trying to inadvertently be like look he has a girlfriend like ha 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 he's not gay but they inadvertently made him gay by being like no she's obviously a lesbian and they just realized it together that they were or they're, gay by or they're like together. a like a buy for buy couple like oh yeah, that's right is that what you said that's what you said he, yeah he's yeah, obviously in the fin but you know Zori is also hot like right what's listen what's wrong with like we'll take this a step further what's wrong with like pansexual Poe Dameron right yeah, Holdo, Holdo herself says human males are so limiting mm-hmm. to Leia why what why can't Poe Dameron be exactly the same way why does it why does it have to be humans i'm just saying I'm, i feel that uh, i absolutely loved that gimmick with poe where he's trying to plan everything and the other thing i loved was the running show where obi-wan tells finn to relax and then every other person he meets who knew obi-wan was like really are you like, sure? Are you sure are that's you who sure you're talking Obi-Wan to? Obi-Wan <laughs> said that? <laughs> Love that. Love that. Thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I'm really happy with the unofficial sequel trilogy. Uh, I know, but now I kind of just want to see these stories. That's what I think that's one thing that these Lego movies do to me is make me go like, they, they're essentially, ugh, I hate saying this, they're essentially what ifs. And it's like, what if like Finn and Poe like went out to the outer rims and like looked for Jedis and blah, 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 blah. Or Finn continued training 
training with Ray and they both were enhancing their abilities and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I want to see this like in an ex- to an extent, like I need to see this. So it's like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I just don't know if we're quite done with the sequel characters. Quite, We're definitely not. We're definitely. Yeah. Well, even Oscar Isaac, who is a big holdout, has has walked back recently, like within the past few weeks of recording. He has gone on an interview and he has said, look, if it was a good story and Kathy asked me, you know, I would be willing to entertain coming back and doing more. So I think some of the sting of the sequels has started to subside. Right. It just needs, we need to give it time. It's we just like the prequels. Like you got to give it time to breathe and got to give people time to like go, oh, that was my Star Wars. And then I, from then you yeah. can create new things. Well, Force Awakens came out in 2015. Right. So it's been seven years. So if you were seven, 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and the Force Awakens came out, uh, you're now 17. Right. Which, and I just looked it up real fast. This was me typing in the background. So Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the movie, came out in 2008. Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. So we are kind of, we're kind of getting up to the point where maybe we could start seeing some sequel stuff. I know it's a big, like, controversial thing in the Star Wars fandoms that are like, there's no sequel content. They're not making any sequel content because they don't like the sequels. I'm like, first of all, there are a shitload of books and comics that are, you can read the Poe Dameron comics by Charles Soule. They're excellent. You can read Phasma and Black Spire. There's plenty of sequel content that's out there if you just go out and look for it. Right. Number two, it takes time. There wasn't a lot of prequel content until 2008 came out. People that are coming up now who are, you know, have grown up in the era of the sequels or the era of the Clone Wars, you don't understand. It was the same thing yeah. when the prequels were coming out. There was no prequel content. There was books and comics and the licensed, odd licensed game that would tie it in. But they didn't start doing the Clone Wars until three years later. So right. calm down, deep breaths, Lucasfilm does not hate the sequels. You need to chill, okay? And we're getting these Lego stuff, which is all set in the sequel era. Oh, by the way, is for kids. Oh, by the way, is the target audience for this, which, oh, by the way, is the people who really like the sequels. Right. It's kids and people who appreciate really campy, shitty art like <laughs> me. Oh, Bradley, do you have any final thoughts on, on the holiday special now that I've gone on a tangent about how online discourse is wrong and stupid and people should delete their Twitter accounts and make me stop having to see it? My last and final thought is more stormtroopers in bikinis and speedos. <laughs> That's my final thought. Listen, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, the video game, did it first, right? Lego Star Wars, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, the video game. She fucking walked. She fucking strutted that runway so that Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation could run. I just that's I just wanted to my I, final thought. I was just gonna say that was just like I just want everybody to know that. Like that's just a thing that exists now thank you bradley (laughs) so as far as our upcoming few episodes there obviously wasn't an episode last week just sometimes life happens unlike our friends at dark side divas we did not pre-record episodes to slot in there Um, Mm -hmm. next week we will either it really depends on my service to the empire and whether or not i am summoned repeatedly to do it uh but we will either be doing something fun and then taking a week off to get ready for andor or we'll have to take two weeks off but we will be back for Andor episode zero the week after that. And then, uh... <sighs> 
I have to look at your face for an extended period of time, Bradley. You no, know, if we're lucky, we're gonna do a shitload of TV. I was gonna say, if we're lucky, they'll push Bad Bat for luck. Push it a uh, little bit so we don't get too far behind. Right. Like it would be nice if they did that. I mean, I I'm hoping that Andor is at least either half done or mostly done by the time Bad Batch starts. That's kind of my like hope because then we're gonna have to slot in Tales of the Jedi somewhere, and I don't know how oh, that's gonna happen. Stop and just... reminding me. I saw. <laughs> an episode of Tales of Jedi. It's so good. We will have to devote a full episode to each one. Yeah. It's so crazy. Maybe we'll be able to like break up Bad Batch or something. I don't know. Well, I just don't know. Like, I just don't know how it's going to work. Like, we'll figure maybe it out. Maybe we'll do it right we'll after Bad Batch out. is over. I don't know. We'll we'll have to think. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But it'll, you know what? it'll happen. At, at this point, Bradley, you and I are experienced Star Wars whores. Uh, we've gotten <laughs> very, very, very good at being fucked by the Lucasfilm schedule. I know. So we are we are just gonna ride that Lucasfilm schedule off into the next few months uh, and hope that it is at least at least everybody gets off. That is right. the worst analogy I've ever made. On that note. On that note, uh, we're gonna run the socials now so I can go think about final life. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gaze. Did Charles fuck something up? Send us a message at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Gold Squad Gaze. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gold Squadron Gaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post the podcast as well as exclusive content. Please join us next week and every week for more of Gold Squadron Gaze.